0: Before we get started with this week's show, just a quick announcement. Yellow Card has partnered with Away Days Football, which makes original and high-quality football-inspired clothing for the casual looking for something to wear to matches. Use the code YELLOWCARD at checkout to get 15% off your entire order at awaydaysfootball.com. And on a personal note, if you haven't tried the mystery kit yet, um, you should. You won't be disappointed. So uh, go to awaydaysfootball.com, use checkout code YELLOWCARD, get 15% off your entire order. All right, thanks for listening, and now, here's the show. You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. If you want to have guarantees, you have to buy a washing machine. Match. Either we know or we learn, and today we learn
1: Padacha, Oshii, shot a gizabie. Infield to Monday, 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Pella. Onside, one nil. Boot bash shots Oh my word. Unbelievable. He ran around the pitch like Bambi on ice. It was very, very embarrassing to watch.
0: And now, and now your host, host Matt Markstone. Markstone. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast and newsletter dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans and available right here on SouthamptonDelivery.com. My name is Matt Markson. I am the host of the show. No matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, whether this is your first time or you've been here before, thanks for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. And if you are out Christmas shopping or you have Christmas shopping to do, uh, you can put this in your ears. While you do that, if you're already done with your Christmas shopping, because some people in the UK Christmas shop in October because you're weird, um, then I guess good for you. Because while Nathan Redmond was being hauled off at halftime in our loss to West Ham on Saturday, I was two-footing Elsa dolls in the aisles of Walmart. And uh, leaving tackles in on kids running unobstructed through the garden section, uh, I, I figured that had to be stopped. So uh, anyway, we are here this week with Tom Deacon. And hopefully, um, you know, Saints proved not to be a joke uh, in the long run. But um, Tom, of course, works for the club. Uh, he hosts a number of events. He is also a comedian. You can find him on Instagram at Tom Deacon Comedy on Twitter at Tom H. Deacon. And you can get all of his websites if you need a, a pick me up. Right. Like you need something to make you smile now. You can go to TomDeacon.co.uk to pick up all of the dates for his upcoming shows. But uh, once again, Tom's been on the show before. Uh, Tom is a lot of fun to talk to. He was hosting the pre-match live stuff uh, on Saturday, so he was in the tunnel. Uh, He was with the players. He was uh, living the action that was West Ham against Southampton, which was Maybe not the most action we would have asked for. So uh, anyway, uh, Tom had a, had one heck of a day. So uh, we'll talk about all of that. Uh, we'll get into the match. We'll answer some of your questions and more. And with that said, let's get to it. We'll talk to you on the other side. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. We'd like to welcome back to the Southampton Delivery Podcast Tom Deacon. You can find him on Instagram at Tom and on Twitter at Tom H Deacon. Uh, you're also on Facebook. Um, and mostly, you're just uh, in our hearts after uh, being there today, working uh, the the pre match show, and um, you know you're you're around a lot of saint stuff. So so Tom, thanks for taking the time to do this on a on a not especially great day uh, during the holiday season at Southampton. So uh, welcome to the show.
1: Hey, absolute pleasure to to be back again. Uh, they say your your first time on the show is your yeah, well, it's basically not as good as your second. So I'm back. I feel like this is going to be a better one for me. Uh, but I'll be honest with you, I'm not bringing a lot of, uh, Christmas cheer right now. That's for sure. That's
0: right. You've had, I mean, I was watching the, the live show, uh, beforehand and you were out there and you managed to dodge the sprinkler one time and then, <laughs> and then you didn't yes, dodge did. the sprinkler the second time cause you were live on, on camera. And then, uh, you know, I think somebody else pointed out and, uh, I think several people probably pointed out that, uh, the team sheet they gave you had 12 players on it, um, which you did not announce. You caught it. They did not catch it on live graphic, but people were upset, which is normal. I thought it would have given us a real chance to uh, you know, take some points from today's match had we been able to play with uh, 12 players on the pitch.
1: Hey, listen, I, I think... Uh, I, I, I don't know whether we would have still struggled. Um, I would like to believe that we would, we would have had that advantage. Yeah, uh, it, was, it was a pleasure. Just before the game, um, the, the usual host of it, Kenzie Benali. Uh, is away, so I filled those uh, those shoes, those hefty shoes. Um, <laughs> and uh, I um, yeah, had to do the team sheet announcement, and it's, it's 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 fiddly with the iPad, so I get the team sheet before anybody else. And um, I saw that there was no changes from the last game, which I was at actually uh, the Newcastle game. So um, so yeah, I, I went into it very confidently uh, to do that job, and also I thought that we, we'd get more than than. No points today, so um, it's been one an interesting day. And also, uh, and I appreciate you not mentioning it, but I'm going to. I had my toe, I uh, had my, not my toe. That was super fell We had a toe injury. Uh, I had my car towed uh, after the game, so I had to just pay a hefty fine <laughs> to have it to, to have it uh, to, to, be, to be able to have it back. Really, so it's been a roller coaster of a day of emotions, and um, and I think that's what our Saints fans. Come to expect it's always a roller coaster of
0: emotion. Yeah, you can't plan for it, right? Like it's it's just its It is it it is never really predictable, and it's it's frustrating at times. And sometimes when 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 you're going up on the ride, it's all great. Um, you know, the anticipation's there and everything else. And then sometimes the team really delivers, and then sometimes it's all anticipation, and then and then nothing, which I think is a, a giant letdown. Like 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 today a little bit, but um, I guess for people who don't know, I mean, you're around. The, the Southampton kind of media thing a lot. You host little different events and do stuff like that. In addition to, um, I, I don't know want to say your real job, but your real job. Um, and I mean, so I, I guess just fill people in on a little bit about what you do, uh, with Southampton and, and, and in today's instance, you were hosting kind of the pre-match, uh, kind of live stuff, but, uh, what else, uh, some of the other things you do, I guess, uh, around the team.
1: Okay. Uh, so around the team, uh, First of all, started by doing uh, hosting uh, events for Saints Foundation, which is the the charity arm of of the football club. Um, And then that led me to do match day hosting, which is essentially uh, me uh, pre-match, letting the fans in the stadium know what they can get involved in in a day, uh, organising the halftime relay race they do or a penalty shootout. And then I'll be in the tunnel during the game, uh, letting the PA room know what substitutions are happening uh before they go on the board and, and the fourth official announce it so um so that that's basically my job and then as you mentioned today i was filling in for kenzie to do the team sheet uh team news live uh and then when i'm not doing that i do the occasional vlog for the Southampton football club uh which which gets an interesting review from a lot of the fans some people like it some people don't um, you know, that's that's the nature of the beast. So what I'll do is I'll do an away day, uh, like I did for Newcastle. I'll go up there, give a fan's perspective of that game uh, and the travel up. And then that'll go on YouTube and, and the Southampton uh, Facebook page uh, as well. So so that's kind of what I do. And then that's involving the club. And then outside of that, as you hinted to, uh, do stand-up comedy and also a presenter for eSports uh, as well. So uh, So it's a mixed bag. And also a full-time Saints fan, which is the hardest thing to do. And you also said um, that um, it's difficult, unpredictable. If Saints would have won today, I'd have probably cancelled all my other plans and gone and celebrated. And that's the and and you never expect to get those those wins. So immediately you get excited and then cancel everything that you had plans because you have to enjoy those moments where we get get a win.
0: Carl had mentioned that he had never been around Southampton on an, on a night when they won at home. Like he hadn't experienced Southampton. Uh, on a Saturday when when the team had been successful, um, and it, so it took it took a really long time for him to kind of get to to one of those nights, and I, I haven't had the chance to talk to him and see about you know what it's like, but um, I, I you're right, like we you don't you don't you can't expect it, you can't rely on it, so when it happens, you gotta you can really gotta kind of enjoy it, and I think my family definitely knows the difference when uh, Saints have played really well and won versus you know a uh, Saturday morning when before anybody else is awake, I'm already upset. Um which is not, <laughs> yeah. <it's> not great. <laughs> um but I wanted to to talk to you a a little bit as you've been traveling a lot with with comedy and, and stuff like that and um just a little bit maybe about the it, the, the internet can be a very Twitter specifically I'm thinking can be a pretty pretty harsh place. Um, you know some of the some of the comments that came up live as you were you know getting doused by the sprinkler and things like that. Um, is that worse or better or you know not as harsh as when somebody's sitting in the in the crowd and, and giving you that uh, you know face to face a little bit when there's a heckler or something like that?
1: Uh, well, you know what you you have to have a thick skin uh, to do stand up comedy uh, and. The interesting thing is I, I, I didn't see the live comments that were coming in for me doing the team uh, news live. So I look forward to looking back at those. Uh, but for the vlog, for example, I find it quite funny. You know, I'm a, I'm a Saints fan through and through. And I went up to the away game at Newcastle, make a video to, to kind of represent that trip, that travel. And, and kind of, I guess, I don't even go in too hard about what I think about the club and what I think they should be doing. I keep it fairly light. It's just to reflect, meet other Saints fans, get their opinion. And then that's, that's it. You, you don't have to watch it if you don't want to. So some of the reviews that come back, there's a brilliant one from this lad called Jake, who just puts in capitals, embarrassing, full stop. <laughs> and it continues, should have a lifetime fan, the Virgin. So there you go. Um, so, uh, uh, I don't know, A, how he knows. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, and I, and I hope I do not get that lifetime ban. And then you'll get other comments where, where people will be annoyed about, the Saint shirt should only be worn over a grey hoodie. So, I mean, what, do you, what are you supposed to do with that, that sort of comment? I was wearing a black hoodie. And then someone said, where do they get these nuggets from? So, um, I mean, you have to just take it on the chin a little bit. They're quite entitled to make their comments. We'd hope that it was constructive. But they said, I really don't like it because you spend too much time doing X or Y and I really want more of this, great, you can have a, a conversation and, and improve the product you're doing. Um, but I think it's just too easy to just say, this is you know rubbish, this is this, I hate this, or, or what have you. Um, stand-up comedy is a live thing, so you're in the moment and, and you try and work with it and then you leave. But those comments stick around. So, yeah, I, I tend not to, to look at them. They make me laugh, really, because I'm enjoying the job I'm doing. I'm trying to do my best. So I hope that they understand that. And if they don't, they're probably the sort of person who isn't, even if I reasoned with them, would 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 care. So, you know, I, I sort of take it like that, really.
0: Yeah, I, I guess that's probably the best way. And as a teacher, I think sometimes it feels like, uh, you know, a 50 minute period can really feel like a, a, a long, long time if things are not going well. Um, mm-hmm. But usually the kids don't heckle you too badly because they have to come back. And at the end of the day, you determine whether or not they get to progress or not, really. Um, And sometimes (laughs) I just drop like, hey, man, I will see you. I'm really going to enjoy having, you know, uh, 360 days with you instead of just 180. And they just look at you and go like, I was like, and if you're not enjoying your math class, that means you're going to be back again. And they just go like, oh, dang it. And usually it shuts them up. But I guess you don't have that uh, as a stand-up comic. Um, Yeah. But I mean, yeah, how? I how uh... that's,
1: that's what I say. I have been funnier. Uh, it hasn't worked tonight, or you know. But that's fine. Look, like, I, I think I think that the the need to to be liked all the time is something that I've personally in my creative life have found. I need to be liked, and then you realize even if you produce the best thing and you love it and you like, I was on fire, and someone doesn't like it, you're like, oh, you can't. They didn't like it. That's fine. That's absolutely fine for them not to like it. You just have to keep creating and doing the thing that, that you enjoy. And I, that's not to say that any of the things that I do are ever perfect. I'm always working to, to, to make it better. Um, these vlogs that I'm doing for the football club, I don't know what they want to do with the vlog, where they want to take it. But, you know, you, you try and do your best. And, um, and it's odd because a couple of the people I swear I've seen at the away games who say nothing to me and yet comment from a safe distance. So I'd I'd actually encourage the conversation, um, like you would do in a comedy night. Someone says they're not enjoying it. That's not the the words they use. Then I'll challenge them. I'm quite confrontational like that. But, you know, on YouTube comments, I'm not going to spend the time replying and go, "Um, could you be a bit more descriptive about what you didn't like about my face and how did you know I was a virgin? Um, You know. I haven't got time for that.
0: <laughs> uh, that. That's one of the things, wearing a, a Saint shirt to, to work quite often, because my school is also the Saints. But it, every once in a while, you just get a kid that says, your shirt says Virgin. And it's like, yes, it does. It still does. <laughs> it's like, I, ha- yeah. I have two children. Does that help? Or, you know, can we put that together? Or, or yeah. why is this a big deal? Explain to me why you think this is funny. And they, yeah, exactly. they, they don't want to, but whatever. Um, yeah. But yeah. I guess. Do you have upcoming tour dates in and around maybe Southampton or London or somewhere where people can check you out if they are uh, interested in, in doing that?
1: Uh, but based on all the stuff I do with football, uh, give my comedy a chance. That's what I always, I always say. Don't base it just on my football output. Um, uh, yeah, it, I always put my live dates on my website. Um, you know, I've got gigs coming up always in in London um, and. Um, yeah, so so th- that's the best place to to, to see that, um, yeah. and always live is a lot better than you know watching the film stuff that I've got online. So yeah, uh-huh. check 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 it out.
0: Yeah, we'll make sure we put the link to the website in the in the show notes so people can get access to it and, and everything. But um, I think we've managed to avoid talking about football for as long as we can. Um...
1: <laughs> All right, let's let's just get it, let's just get to it because we have to. I mean, yeah. I've seen enough of Saints this season, and I still don't know the the way that we can fix the problem but i just know that whatever's happening at the moment just isn't quite working and i yeah, think it's we not all it. Agree on I, that.
0: um yeah i i would have said that the i would have thought that the the lineup that we put out over the past couple of weeks it seemed to be working better than anything else you know and i would have said last week at newcastle that we did everything but win um we somehow managed to lose that game um but i mean today when the lineup sheet comes out and you can't say anything and it's going to be the worst thing ever is you knowing and not being able to say it um, were you surprised at all that it was the exact same other than a few changes on the bench uh, or were you disappointed that maybe some of the players who maybe haven't lived up to it um, weren't, weren't substituted or what was your kind of feeling as a fan? Cause I know you can't really express that when you're doing it live.
1: Yeah. Um, as a fan, I see, I see, you know, cause it's interesting because working inside the club and outside the club as a fan, you know, my initial reaction is this is I'm like every other fan. This is ridiculous. We need to be changing. Why are they still playing? Can't we? Surely we've got another right back. You know, <laughs> um, <laughs> and and yet the the rational part of my brain is like, yeah, I guess the thing is, guys, there there isn't someone else. Um, and we saw that when uh, today, for example, uh, Cedric got substituted off. And um, I don't know, like he he won a Euros with Portugal. You know, you're like this guy has got quality, but for some reason is just unable to deliver at the moment or be able to defend at times. And yet Jack Stevens moved out that way. And then we evidently saw very quickly he, he was unable to cross the ball in. So so sometimes when we look at the side and we think, ah, oh, you know, I would change it for this person or this person. We shouldn't play Redmond, We should have Armstrong up there, but he's only come back from injury. You, you kind of like, sometimes you're, you're damned if you do and damned if you don't. And, and sometimes it's better to have, the same team gelling and playing uh, week in, week out to try and motivate them. But yeah, it's not working, but who are you going to replace some of those players that aren't, aren't aren't playing that well at the moment with?
0: Right. Right. And especially you got guys like Valerie and things that are, you know, viruses and things like that that keep them uh, away from the team and unable to train. And Bufal's got that toe injury. It's all, it's all there. But yeah, Cedric has been uh, um, a source of criticism for a lot of people, Uh, they they fired a lot of abuse at at him and and I think rightly so. Sometimes the defending has been questionable, but uh, as you said, when you put somebody out there who doesn't have that skill set, it's now the you know fullback used to be a, a different position um, where you could throw another center half out there and be fine. Um, you'd just be Stoke City, but like um, you now you, these guys are actually you know, needed to go forward and 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 take part in the offense. And when you have a guy out there who can't do that, it that becomes. Um, very evident as well and then the pace to get back and things like that is is is, is uh, lacking and frustrating and 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 everything else but um i mean i guess what would you say the the atmosphere was like around st mary's going into the into the evening ahead of kickoff because it it seemed like you know given what had happened over the past couple of weeks uh the way we've played at home finally against teams that are, are around us and we sh- and we need to beat and should be beating um it seemed like it would have been a little um, a little more upbeat, a little happier, and then and the game just seemed to kick off and just be flat from the the players. And I wonder, uh, could you sense that beforehand? Was or was it uh, was the, was the way the players, I guess, uh, showed up and, and and started the game? Was that was that counter uh, to kind of the way the the crowd was before kickoff? off?
1: Um, I think that's a really interesting question because um, the, the general feeling I feel as a Saints fan is is one of frustration. It's it's frustration that I see a team trying. And in other times you feel like they're not trying and you can't understand why they look lacklustre. They they look like they just can't put the ball uh, away at times. They're not clinical. Um, So going into this game off the back of Newcastle where Saints played really well for like 70 minutes. And then for some reason they threw the game away because they didn't take those chances. We needed to be 2-3-0 up and we had the chances to do that. Today, going into the match, there's something that we've started to do in the stadium to try and build a bit of enthusiasm um, while we're waiting, while the players are warming up. It's, it's a fan cam. It's, it's a very American thing that's come over to like Wembley and, and NFL games over here in the UK. Mm-hmm. And the response was kids, young people, adults were all waving. There was, a, there was a positive vibe around the stadium today. The problem that happens, as soon as this kickoff, Every Saints fan just suddenly, <laughs> everyone's sphincter in the whole stadium <laughs> just completely uh, shrivels up and everyone goes, oh no, we're going to lose this, we're going to lose this. And we've not even, you know, it's not even five minutes into the game and, and everyone panicked. So then the, the stadium goes quiet. Only the away fans are singing. We try to get something going, but we're so nervous the whole time. It's like we're the away side. So then only really did that change um, I mean, any time there's a back pass at the moment, uh, Saints fans are just up in arms. We cannot believe it. We cannot believe the ball's going backwards. And yeah, it is frustrating. However, there's, there's got to be method in that madness. There has to be. Ralph believes in this way of playing, um, And, and to, uh, to suddenly abandon it all the time and just go, just go long ball. Let's just try and get the ball in there. Um, it seems counterintuitive. It's only about the last 20 minutes of the game today, there was an energy. Um, the, the away fans, the home side, right next to the away fans, were noisy throughout. I think they're fantastic. Probably the noisiest section in the stadium at the moment. And and it does lift the players, but if the players don't do anything, the, the stadium doesn't sing for them. And then once the players start looking rattled and, and like they've got energy and are going for it, the stadium begins to get behind them. And it's really hard. You know, you almost need the stadium to sing for the players, even though they're nervous about those players and then, and then the players will start to play better. It's it's a catch 22 situation and it, and it's every home game.
0: Yeah. Yeah. There, there hasn't been a home game where we've, you know, just had it all click. I don't think even, even in the games we won, we played, uh, I think I wrote, um, a while ago, like, you know, we, we finally played a decent 90 minutes of football. It just took us 180 minutes of, of game time to do it. You know, we won good half against one team, one good half against another. um, mm and the fans come out and and it's it's understandable because there's been such a a, a lack of wins and a lack of goals and a lack of excitement really around the club that you're starting to see in, in the you know the NBC guys here on on the broadcast are starting to point out you know you can see the red the red seats around St Mary's are empty and it's like you know that that didn't used to be the case just a couple of seasons ago um yeah. even through I would say through Poell's time when people were really upset about how the football was being played uh, people were still filling that stadium and now it's kind of like well if there's a home game and you want to go, you can go, you can probably find a ticket without much trouble. Whereas that was a, there was a real worry as an American fan planning trips and stuff is, you know, can I, can I even get into the stadium without, um, or just to see the team or am I going to have to be, you know, all of a sudden just standing outside, listening to the crowd, you know, be loud. And now I guess I just get to be inside and hear them not be loud.
1: Yeah. I mean, but, but you know, when Ward Prowse had that free kick um, Against Watford, you know, the place erupted, mm-hmm. and and then, you know, there was this like, this is the Saints that I love. This is the moments of the St. Mary's, uh, even back when I started going, when I went to the Dell, like those moments where you're like, you're just so proud to be in your, your, you've got your colours on, you know, and you're part of something, and that was the St. Mary's. And then it turns to absolute squeaky bum time, <laughs> even <laughs> at that Watford game, where you, we're just so terrified of, of it, it's not a fortress anymore. St Mary's, and that's, uh, it's, it's because we, we just, the belief isn't there, and, and I think that that spreads, it seeps around the club, and I think it, and, and that's, you, you'd expect that, because that's the way it happens, but how do you turn that round? That's, that's I think, what everyone's trying to work out. It, it, it's not because you take Cedric out, and then that fixes the problems. I mean, some people weren't happy about Alex McCarthy's parry, Why was no one marking John Joe Shelby at Newcastle? Why, when we were 2-0 up against Norwich, did we not absolutely go for it and hammer them to build confidence around St. Mary's? And, you know, it's all these questions, but it's it's, it's almost too simplistic thinking that one change will will fix it. I personally think that, that Ralph should be the manager and should continue to be the manager because he will work out the problem eventually. But having said that, I remember being on this podcast before and you said do I think the mark you should stay or go? And I said at the time, I was like, but that's how I am as a person. I was like, well, look, you know, you've got to give him the time. Uh, and then uh, retrospectively, I was like, he should have gone a lot sooner. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, but
0: I, I totally understand that. Cause I think I'm much the same way as you, you want to believe in the guy that's there because to, to almost, I think for me sometimes to admit that you don't shows there's really something wrong, right? Like you, you want to believe that they're in the situation. They have the tools to be able to get out of it. And I, and maybe this doesn't carry any weight now, but I really do believe that Ralph is the guy to do it. Like, I I think we are uh, fortunate to have him. I think he definitely went through a, a weird period of substitutions and weird decisions and things like that um, earlier in the season. But I think he's kind of, uh, maybe they coming out of the, the most recent international break. They really found something that was working and it just didn't work today. And I don't, uh, I, the other thing I said was this is, the inconsistency is the most consistent thing about the team. Like they, you never know what's going to happen when, when they show up and it's, it's frustrating. And the, you know, West Ham's first goal um, was coming there, there was no, we didn't look like we had a chance uh, at scoring at all. And then when they made that re- kind of flowing play down the line, like, you know, well, you could just kind of see it like which one of these guys is going to put it in. Cause um, I, I almost just wish he would have just really rifled it into the, into the corner and made it a real beautiful goal. But, now we just—it's just a goal that we conceded that cost us, you know, the game, which, which sucks. Um,
1: yeah, and and he was the guy that hadn't scored for two months. Of course, St Mary's the, yeah. the place he will come back and, and score. It was—I mean, for West Ham, there was one fantastic player on the field for them, and that was uh, uh, Mikel Antonio, ex Saint. Uh, I think we'll all remember that on um, the Johnston's Paint Trophy. Uh, he was in our team. Antonio was was—he just looked so dangerous. The pace he had, the strength. Um, that VAR disallowed goals for him. Unfortunate. Yeah, it was a handball. But he was he was electric. And I think that really affected the the, the Saints' defence. They were like, well, hang on. We have to manage this guy. Uh, Stevens isn't going to catch him. Bednarak isn't going to catch him. Cedric got gassed a couple of times uh, by West Ham players. Uh, you know, Bertie's pushing forward. You know, I, I, when Bert, Bertrand has the ball in the box, I'm thinking he's a, got as good a chance as anyone else of scoring at the moment. So I think Antonio was, was lights out fantastic for West Ham. And um, yeah, we, we definitely didn't turn up in that first half. That That's, that's goes without saying.
0: Maybe we should talk a little bit about the goal itself. Um, like you said, Antonio was great and there have been, he's, he's had, I think he's had injury issues and everything else. And he's one of those guys that you watch. And I remember early on to watching Saints and not realizing that he had been at Saints because you first turn on the TV you don't really know who it is and you just see him play and you're like, Hey, that guy's pretty good. You know, he's, he's fast. He's, Mm. he's strong. He's, he's got all these kind of attributes and he seems to give teams trouble. Um, and you know, he's just fun to watch sometimes. And then, uh, you, you start learning a little bit more about him. You go, man, like he was at saints and we, we don't have him, but he's not one of the guys that people talk about as, you know, the, one of the ones we lost necessarily, you know? Um, but, but yeah, you you see him, he's going to come back, and of course, he plays well here. Of course, the guy who hasn't scored in two months scores against us. But um, <laughs> his uh, Antonio's kind of initial uh, pace just to get to that ball and keep it from going out of bounds. Um, uh, the intelligent kind of calm pullback, uh, the, I thought that guy, I, I forget who who crossed the ball, but I thought initially that shot that would have that would have led to a shot immediately. like the the pullback would have, would have resulted in a shot which I think we would have had covered, but instead he crosses it uh, and then the, just the nice calm header down and then the finish. So um, uh, overall, one of those goals that you would, you know, it's just nice to, it, it's, it would be great to watch and say, hey, that's a really nice goal from a team as long as it's not against your team. Um, yeah. but, but what happens to the, to the crowd when that happens? Is it, do, do you see, I mean, do you heads down or, or booze or what was, what's the kind of reaction in, in the stadium at that point?
1: Uh, well, I, mean, I remember looking out and just, just draw and slapping the wall Uh, I have been told a few times to stop throwing my water bottle down uh, (laughs) uh, in the tunnel, which I, which I, the problem is that I'm a Saints fan, you know, and I'm in the tunnel, but I've got to be, you know, professional. But uh, Ralph is annoyed. He's working out who wasn't tracking back, who wasn't doing this. He's then relaying it to the rest of the team. Um, And then, you know, you you look onto the field and like Hoiberg or, you know, James Ward-Prowse is trying to, you know clap the team, and like we've got it, we've gotta get up for this, but you know it's not that there's booing, it's just like knew that was going to happen. I mean, I reckon that would be the number one phrase used as soon as that goal went in, knew that was going to happen that that's the Southampton phrase at the moment because we just know that we're that's the twelfth game now we haven't kept a clean sheet um and you know a goal's there it's just whether we can manage to score more than the opposition at the moment, and yeah, so the Booze, no, just a disappointment. And then just having to listen to West Ham celebrate. Uh we don't get to celebrate. I I am envious of other teams coming to St Mary's and getting to cheer uh, and celebrate. Yeah. Um you're like, I kinda remember what that was like. Um <laughs> it's it's uh it's it's a it's a distant uh feeling which which I I guess we don't have a lot of.
0: Yeah. I I don't think we've beaten West Ham in some time. Um I think this scoreline was better than what 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 it has been in the past. Um, mm. But I will forever hit West Ham because that's my first experience seeing the team, and it it was not a good not a good result. Um, you know, away at the London Stadium, but but you know, it happens. But um, coming out of halftime, Ralph decides to to change it up a little bit. Um, yeah, Redmond. Yeah, that I mean, that's the second time now in a couple of weeks that he's been pulled off, and the last time Ralph said he wasn't brave enough, um, which I think in America, we don't use that free is not something that we use to describe athletes very often. Um, and I don't necessarily know that it's an English thing either. I think it's, it has to just be, you know, one of those things that seems to, maybe it's a literal translation from something they use in, in Germany or Austria. Um, but, but I think that's a good word is you look at uh, when they go into challenges or when they're, um, just willing to take a risk and, and they don't. Um, and, and so with that, it, it's like, you're down one, nothing, but you're going to Pull off an attacker and and put on an extra midfielder, and I don't know, like, what was your, I guess, uh, what, what were your thoughts about that, and, and was that a surprise to to you, given given what you had seen?
1: Um, no, I think I think uh, doing a bit of research about the Saints midfield at the moment. You know, uh, Romeo has won more tackles in midfield than any other player. I think uh, I think no, in terms of what I know that he's got. I, actually, I think he has got the most tackles for Southampton. As a player, four winning tackles that he's had, but he was about forty-one uh, more today. But he doesn't have the pace in the midfield. So Redmond uh, was actually to be doing a few, you know, stepovers, trying to make the defender make a mistake. It didn't pay off. But you know what? I think Ralph made a tactical decision and an awareness to say, look, we need someone to just sit in front of the centre backs to just give us a bit of extra protection right now. So that we can allow someone like Long to push out wide, or Danny Ings and, and Gineppo uh, to to be a bit more kind of. Uh, it, it, it was it was to try and counter an act without losing the game from West Ham hitting us on the break again. Sure. So, so I think I, I think it, it made perfect sense to me, but it makes me quite sad that that you're thinking well, Redmond is you know the attacking man, but it's just no confidence there. And then you look at the bench as well for the possible changes he could have made. Che Adams is, is, you know, that, that, the kid, he's a kid and he has no confidence at the moment but I know that he'll come good at some point, it's just when and please can it be soon and then you've got Stuart Armstrong who's shot confidence and yet last season because he hasn't had enough playing time mm-hmm. so like, who can you possibly bring on to change things up? Where is the confidence in that team? And that's why Danny Ings is staying on the field as long as possible because he's the guy that believes he, he can, he can score. So, Redmond, if he's no confidence, I'd rather shore up that that midfield, and and it, you know, it it almost worked, in, in you could say. But um, whether Redmond should not start the next game, uh, and Romeo should sit in front of the centre back pairing, I, that that sounds that almost sounds negative, like we're not attacking. But it might shore up midfield and, and aim to get a clean sheet in our next game.
0: Yeah. it might just allow us to have that little bit more confidence and, and, you know, we can push to give a little bit more risk going forward because we know we have somebody kind of sweeping up behind us. You yeah.
1: Know? And, and, and he was, I think I thought he was brilliant. You know, when he came on, you know, he, he's, he's hungry to, to win that ball. That's his job. That's the only thing that, he and he's good at heading the ball. And if Hoiberg makes any more mistakes, like letting the ball go away from him and a wayward pass, then you know, Romeo's there to to pick up the pieces.
0: Mm-hmm. And and the next one's a big one too. I'm with, with Villa or us going away to Villa. So it's mm. going to be, it, you know, you would expect maybe a little bit different team selection going away to a team maybe. So um, there's, mm. there's the chance there that that, that happens, but um, yeah, I think it was, you know, we need to do something, I think in terms of the, the formation to, I guess just allow the team to go forward a little bit. And then I'm talking about uh, you know a couple of, a couple of weeks ago when Romeo was dropped after not being terrible, right? Like he, he didn't, no. he wasn't playing badly. It was just, he, he had to be sacrificed as event. And you look at if you're going to play two men in midfield only, I think Ward Prowse and Hoyberg have to be those two um, because they're mm. the only two that can really turn the ball over and get going forward. And because and, Romeo is just a, a true holding midfielder, he's not going to do some of those other things, which is, which is fine. But Um, today to, to kind of counteract West Ham, I guess that is a a, a good, a good plan. And then I I guess, would you say the second half was, was, was better from saints? Was there, was there more life there? I had to go. Um, I mean, I will say that I went into Walmart, um, with more (laughs) vigor, um, and attacking prowess than, than our team showed in the first half. Um, I put in some tackles even to get to what I needed. Um, but that, that's okay. Um, we're all still here. And, um, you know i was the second half a lot better from saints
1: yeah i i definitely think so i think um uh there was momentum there was hunger on that field that yes you can bemoan the fact that they didn't score et cetera. Et cetera but fundamentally they looked like they wanted that more do you know what i mean the first half i was like what are we playing for a draw here now you know, do you know what i mean like mm-hmm. we we're, we're going in 1-0 down is that is that our em- emphasis and the second half uh, Stuart Armstrong coming on Jay Adams came on eventually uh, but it, they were just going for it I mean uh, Danny Ings hit the, hit the frame of the goal uh, twice I believe and, and um, a goal was disallowed because of a Ginefo foul um, but they were going for it they, they, they were hungry that's how I want them to start uh, you know as soon as in the first half that's, that's the passion and, and intensity I want them to play at and then you know what hey we can get a goal and then have to defend for our lives Brilliant. You know, but we we can't start a game as, as sloppily and as slowly as we did against uh, West Ham today. Because at Newcastle, we we seemed up for it. We we held the game for seventy minutes and then it all fell apart. So it's which one do you want? <laughs> lose the game in the first half and then potentially get back into it in the second, or or just be brilliant for seventy minutes and then and then lose it. It it's one or the other at the moment. But uh, yeah better
0: performance in the second half all right, all right. um i guess any players as you look down the the team sheet and, and the performances they put in i mean anybody stand out for any sort of praise based on how they kind of came out in the second half or um you know was everybody just kind of okay or was it only Danny Ings that really was offering um i guess the real threat and drive I, I, I saw some people on twitter point out that it was only it was only Ings that's the reason i asked that that really looked hungry and stuff like that was that was that kind of your feeling as well watching the match
1: um yeah I, I i i do believe that you know without danny ing's um it's just i mean how the man's got i don't know how many more years danny ing's will play at this top level with his knee injury and what he's come back from and his hamstrings now but he's just hungry he's so something through and through in the fact that he is running after every ball he wants it sure there's moments where a little bit of skill or a pass that he should have played a little bit earlier goes ride, but you don't mind because he just looks hungry for it so I, I kind of agree with twitter on that that he's that one guy that stands out um just because the person who shouts the loudest probably sometimes has the, the least to say I'm, I'm trying to make that connection in terms of the player that runs around and doesn't do much and is shouting at the time we feel like oh well they they want it more so sometimes the calm influence of romeo i i, I thought he did really well when he came on um, in terms of no more goals were let in. Uh, and he gave attacking players, he allowed ward to push forward a bit more and, and, and Hoiberg. Um, but yeah, I, I think the main problem is just they all just look shot of confidence. And, uh, you know, as soon as they pass the ball backwards, the whole stadium's on their back. Um, you know, and so you're like, if you wanted to make anybody nervous and more tense, uh, that would be one way of doing it. <laughs>
0: yeah. Just keep, keep, I mean, I, I think we've, we've talked about it on the show before, but like, you know, you make a mistake and then the person who you've now made angry by them making the mistake continues to yell at you while you try to rectify the mistake. And that never goes well. Like, you know, just the drill sergeant in your face. That doesn't, that doesn't fill people with you. You want somebody to be calm and be able to kind of make the changes and things like that. So I, I, I totally understand that. Um, Anyway, I think we've answered one of the questions uh here from from Kevin McGee, uh, who's one of the patrons of the show. Um and he said he said one of the questions was uh, Redmond wasn't playing well at halftime, but why down one, nothing would we would Remeyo be the change. And I think I think we've kind of gone through that yeah. in, in detail. So, um appreciate you uh, providing some insight there and thanks to Kevin for sending that in. Um Kevin is one of the patrons of the show. He gets a priority for having his questions answered each and every week. So, Kevin, there you go. Thanks for that. Um but I mean man, what does this do for us going forward now? This is, this is a a weekend where we had, you know, a chance to, to really pick up, you know, ground and, and, and we could have, we could have jumped over West Ham here. We could have been, you know, not out of the relegation battle because it seems like half the table's in it, but um, this, this was a chance to kind of dislodge ourselves from, from the bottom and, I mean we just we just left it late, and now now we have Aston Villa next week that's another big one. If we allow them three points we're we're back to just two results from getting out of of the bottom three, which is you know exactly where we fought so hard to get away from.
1: It's bleak and it's frustrating, and you know it's so annoying because Newcastle were let me choose a word carefully here. they were rubbish, like full on, rubbish, like no wonder they're getting on. Steve Bruce is back because the football they're playing is dross. And it goes back to when we were like, we were complaining about Claude and We're like, this football is dross. But we weren't talking about relegation (laughs) when he was managing the side. So you get to choose what you want, um, really. Uh, You know, Newcastle weren't good. They were there for the take-in. West Ham, they've got one goal. Uh, They had a goal disallowed. I was never really worried about them another one, maybe they'd hit us on the counter-attack and there were moments where I was getting a bit nervy but really when you think about it what what other chances did they really have there was one bit uh, towards uh, I guess the second half of the second half they they had a chance where it fell to one player and he he put the ball over Um, but other than that I was like, they're there for the taking and and that's frustrating and then you look at Chelsea who didn't help us out today uh, by losing to Bournemouth you know the easy games that are there for the taking we throw away and the hard games we you know we sometimes think oh we weren't that bad there it's just we need to be more motivated and up for these these games that are winnable we just have to get across the line and win them
0: yeah yeah and I mean the this run of fixtures that we've been looking forward to all season because they're games we should have picked up points like we we left them there against Everton which I think at the beginning of the season you wouldn't have expected Everton to be that far down the table. but you would have expected us to be able to do something against Newcastle just because they haven't been great over the past couple of seasons. And and now you have Aston Villa and then you got to turn around and play Chelsea. And then, you know, you get Crystal Palace and then Tottenham. And then all of a sudden things are are different because now you got to go back away to Leicester. Um, and, you know, you'll, we'll see how that goes. And there's a there's an FA Cup draw in there uh, against Huddersfield, which I don't think anybody's that excited about um, ever. Um, that's the one for some reason that's the one game on my schedule that is scheduled for 7 1 a.m. Not 7 a.m. Like the rest of the Saturday matches. So I don't understand uh, what's happening there. Maybe they're going to give Huddersfield a, an extra minute to get down uh, to wherever the, they're coming from. So, um, yeah, you, but that, you,
1: but that, that game you're thinking this could be the confidence boost the game. This could be the game that could just lift the spirits of the, I, I don't know. Cause I feel like that's a pressure game where you're thinking if we don't win this, uh, how bad are we? So the players <laughs> go out thinking, "Well, how bad are we? If we can't win this, the pressure on them." And I know, I know, we expect them to 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 walk through water because of the money they get and everything else. But they're human, but like they're out there. I see them in the tunnel beforehand, and they're cheering each other up, and they're trying to get each other going to to go out there on the field. And and I see that in the tunnel. Not every fan gets to see that, and, and it's not like they're just. Standing there silently they're they're, they're loud and they're, they're trying to come out pumped up. It's just not working, so do we as saints fans think the quality's just not there. I mean the only good thing is maybe we might buy someone in January uh that lifts the mood, lifts the spirit, but you know it, it's it's uh, I just can't put my finger on it. why I look at Aston Villa and I think we'll probably lose that. <laughs> look at Chelsea as <laughs> away from home we'll probably lose that uh Crystal Palace at home. They'll come up. I mean, how does um, Roy Hodgson get that team winning? Um, I don't know. We'll probably lose that. We'll lose the, You know, I can't. And, and that pessimism kicks in. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, what, what would it be the situation that Huddersfield's the only game we win in the next five? Oh my gosh, <laughs> uh, it, how how depressing would that be? But I know that for a fact that Ralph is in the the Staplewood. He's in his office. Gets in at eight a.m. He doesn't leave till about seven. Every day, so it's not as if they're taking time off. You know, those guys are working really hard. They've had good training this week. I heard from from some of the the, the guys who, who work for the, the team, and, and and yet, and on the field, it just just doesn't come to it just doesn't come to. So, if we could all just put on our wish list uh, for for Santa this year, that so the team finds that gel that 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 missing link. Uh, I think, that would that would help everybody. I think.
0: Well, I was I actually had that written down here. Um, you know, I was going to ask, you, what's on your on your wish list for Saints? You get one big present, right, and then one stocking stuffer. Like, what are you asking for? And, and would it, would would the gel be the big one? Is that is that it, or is that the stocking stuffer that 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 Saints need?
1: Some people think I'm a bit odd that I'm not asking for a certain player, or a, a, I don't think it's a one player fix uh, for this team, and I don't think it's a whole exodus of players like being kicked out or, like we're, we just need one good goalkeeper and he's in Scotland that banter that mm-hmm. joke if I hear that one more time uh, I want the players to have a shot of confidence e- each and every one of them uh, <laughs> even if they haven't got their form and their mum hasn't said that they can sign for this injection they have <laughs> to have the injection of confidence because you know those those like Bufau you know unfortunately he wasn't on the bench he wasn't someone we could turn to the, the guy I don't know why he's hitting items in his house with his foot, but um, he's—he, you know, he's got that creativity, that flair, that spark. If they could all play with a bit of that flair that Brufau that has at times, like I'm not saying he's the best defender, or I'm not saying anything that, but just that flair to just have a no care attitude, but want to just get those points. I, I feel like that shot of confidence would do the whole team wonders, um, and also a couple of other players, but that's not important. It's it's right now. I take that team to just be confident when they step onto the field at St. Mary's or they're playing away. Okay. Um,
0: well, so, so we got a shot of confidence, a little bit of gel. And I think that's, I think that that (laughs) probably is, is it it's, it's, they're going to open it and go, this is not the most exciting thing. And I remember, uh, had one aunt who always birthdays, Christmas, everything was a a savings bond, you know? And it's like, well, thanks a lot. Um, this, this is nothing. And, and then now, uh, when I, when I turned 18 and I was able to buy, to use them I, and I helped buy a car, it was great. Uh, and now I'm that guy, I give people savings bonds and it is, it is, it's weird to, to make that switch. Um, but I'm not giving people injections. So I guess that's uh slightly better for that. Um, <laughs> yeah,
1: that, that does sound weird now I think about it, but the, the whole team, if I could just see one simple thing, which I think would be hard to do is just to lift. The spirit, maybe lift the spirit of St Mary's. That's something that we can all do as fans. And it's hard to to generate and it's hard to start, but if we could just make that fortress again, we'd have a chance coming towards the end of the season and some of those games at Sheffield United, uh, who else? Is it? Brighton are coming uh, to to St Mary's. Like those are those sort of games that we need to be rock solid. So let's let's make St Mary's a fortress again.
0: Yeah, yeah, that sounds good to me. Um, we we have a couple of questions here, but they mostly revolve around people that we w- would like to see brought in. And one guy, um, James Willis, who, uh, put out a poll earlier this week, asking that Phil Jones would be the, the guy, um, <laughs> to be to his credit. And this is, uh, I won't say the word because this is, you know, potentially a family show. I don't know. I think some people listen with their kids, but like, you know, he did put down as, as one of the questions basically for people just to tell him to F off, which I thought was great. Um, yeah. but, I, that's kind of how I feel. I think that's how I voted. Um, I don't want Phil Jones. I don't it just, and, and mostly for me, it's because it doesn't fit what the club has said they want it. And maybe that changes uh, if, if relegation really becomes an issue and, you know, maybe all of a sudden they say, well, we're going to, we're going to put some money in to try to um, just keep the team up and, and we'll go back to, you know, trying to build up younger players, you know, later on down the road. So maybe Phil Jones comes in and just uh, on loan or something like that and, and just tries to, to keep us up. But I don't, I don't necessarily feel like that's that's the way I want to see things go. I'd like to see our players be given the chance to either do it or not, and if that means we go mm-hmm. down, like that, really is not what I want to say. But then that's what it is. If 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 our players aren't good enough, and and we we're going to commit to this style of play and this style of building the club, then we we got to commit to it. Um, and if you, I I don't know, I don't know if that's a bad way to look at it or 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 not.
1: No, I I think um a lot of feeling and sometimes as as I do is is. What are we buying, you know, in January? What are we buying from, you know, Elanussi, as we've seen in playing Celtic at the moment, is a, is a very good player. Like, he's decent. Um, it didn't work out for him at Southampton. Uh, Lamina didn't want to be there. Whatever the, the real reason and, and everything that, that goes on behind the scenes that we'll never know about, he was a decent player when he turned up. Like, we had some quality there. But for whatever reason, it hasn't worked out and it's time for them to go. So where are we spending that money? I think a good idea, so basically I'm saying get quality. If you're going to get someone, make sure you know it's going to work out. Phil Jones, uh, yes, he brings some experience. Uh, I'd take him on loan. Sure, if there's an opportunity for that, then I'd take him. I'd have taken Gary Cahill. As you quite rightly say, it doesn't fit with the club's ethos. so sometimes, you know, you've got a hole in a boat. What do you do? Someone suggests, drill another one, <laughs> you know, to stem the flow in one area. I think we'd have a panic. If we started taking in players like Phil Jones, it could be a good temporary fix, so brilliant. Do that, but make sure it's not going to cost us in the long run because, uh, you know, the owners of the club don't want to spend more money than they have to. Mm-hmm. I'd like them to put their hand in their pocket and, and, and keep this club up. Uh, we can't get by you get Dan so in I'm sure he's a top lad but what we've seen of him is he's not even making it into the bench he's not making it into the the first team plans because he's not ready he's not ready to come in and save this team so hey if Bill Jones can stay injured uh, injury free and and make sure that that we stop uh, letting in goals brilliant but but I don't think he's, he's the answer either.
0: Uh, one one concern I have about him is if you put him, Bednarak, and Danny Ings in the match day squad, that makes Matt Watson's job a lot tougher. Because the the game day faces that those guys make in in the midst of all of the action does not make for great photography. And um <laughs> So half the time I think Danny Ing's does it on purpose, um, but yeah. it, you know, but but sometimes even some of the midday or uh, mid-match shots are not great. And then you know, you try or trying to use them and, and do things with them. And it's like you know that just doesn't you, you you cut it out. And then you just look at it and it just doesn't. You just like I'm going to start over. I'm just going to pick a different player. How's that? Um, because it's just easier. But um, yeah, some of the faces that will go on are not not great. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, if I guess if you had a player you could bring in you know, have you thought about that? Have you thought about anything like that? Or is it just, you know, you, you would take a guy like that on loan, but really the long-term health of the club is I think most important. And I think sometimes we want fixes right now. And I think, I think sometimes also the owners have to weigh, you know, what are the chances of us staying up, keep being committed to our, uh, our way of doing things, you know, versus uh, do we deviate from that in, in an attempt to just kind of uh, stem the tide and stay up? Um but then maybe you look at the the Hughes situation, and was that it? you know did we go away from what we really believed was the right way to do things um and then you know did it save us yes we we managed to stay up, whether that was a result of Swansea or us or or him or whatever it was. but then you know giving him the job again the next year, you know does that put us does that put us a couple of steps back and you look at the fallout from the squad and you look at it but there there are so many things that have gone on over the past couple of seasons that it's you it's it 's hard to point to one person or one. Uh, you know, one game or one decision that really has, has put us here. And I think it's going to take a long time to, to, to kind of get us out of it and make things better.
1: Yeah. I mean, you know, we, we all were excited, at the Saints fans, as I was as well, that, you know, this was Ralph's transfer window. Uh, you get the preseason with the lads. They were winning games. Jay Adams was scoring goals. Everything looked hunky-dory. Uh, but that's, again, defensively, we we didn't reinforce their... Um, and it's, it's going to come back to, to, to bite us. And um, I, if Danny Ying stopped scoring goals, I mean, where, say he got injured, what on earth would we do? I mean, I, I love Shane Long's all round play, but I don't put him up front to, to, to score goals. I, I, put him there to, to press, uh, when the opposition have got the ball, you know, that, that's why I'd put him there. But we just don't have that goal score. So it, strength in depth is something we don't have. Um, and yet that was Ralph's transfer window. He got the guy he wanted, Che Adams. That hasn't quite worked out yet. He uh, got Ginepo. He got injured a little bit, but he's, you know, he's a bit lively and a bit of a live wire, uh, a bit of a Bambi sort of legs at, at times. But, mm-hmm. uh, but I think he, he's exciting. I, I don't know. I think maybe we, we need that defender. We need someone else to, to shore up the back. We don't, I mean, it, when Ralph first came and the optimism was up and it's sky high, we called him, you know, Ralph Hampton. Uh, it was when we he was bringing up academy players and he was bringing those what 's happened to these academy players they haven 't been playing uh recently so so i 'm not saying youth is the answer, but if that 's the model, it's suddenly just stopped recently so so where are those guys coming through uh who who are going to go out there and yeah, they might make mistakes but they're going to run around for 90 minutes and want to be there to prove that they they can have a career in this, in this game.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's, I don't know. It's going to be one of those, one of those things where I, I, it's, I don't even know. I don't even know how to say it. I mean, the, 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 the end of this year could be uh, extremely telling, you know, with Villa, Chelsea. uh, And then, and then I think it's um, Crystal Palace just in right in quick succession. Um, And then, you know, I don't know. I was really hoping we'd be in a better spot right now than where we are. Um,
1: yeah, I, and I th- I thought this podcast by now would have cheered me up, but it has been the opposite. Dang it! And, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. And I uh, no no it's 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 not our fault. It's Southampton's fault, uh, and we must remember this. Uh, but it but it is. It's true. It's kind of like well, what what can what can be done um, if they don't make a January transfer signing? I mean, I reckon people will march. <laughs> we keep saying you know we 're on the march, but I swear we will start marching and demand answers there There needs to be a couple of um, signings coming in because that would reassure fans that the club is behind fixing this problem um, and I know what you mean, as we always say, is it not better to get relegated to rebuild and everything but I, I think those par- we may never come up we wouldn 't come up for another five years. Mm-hmm. Because the championship is 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 a tough league to get out of, so I hope they do try and fix it. Uh, Phil Jones is not the player I would take, but someone of experience that can come in um, and just lift these youngsters because that's what they are. You know, they're all all you know. I mean, apart from Alex McCarthy, the goalkeeper, you, you've got you, young lads are all under the age of twenty eight, pretty much. So, so so we've got to have that level experience to come in and and that might be the, the the fix at the moment
0: yeah it's easy to forget how young these guys are and how how much they're going through as as humans you know um mm. this is their job yes but like how many of you guys are, are us you know i mean i i for the most part enjoy my job but there are days where i just don't have it there are days when lessons go poorly i'm sure you have gigs where things just aren't happening and that sucks. And if if that's the only, if that's the only thing that people remember about me or you, then that's unfair because we would say, well, look at all of the other things that we've done where we have been good. And and maybe that for some of these players might be at other teams, even, and maybe it's been that long. Um, and some people might just go back to just the week or two before. And some people might say like, look, like I'm not, you know, if you put me in to teach a math class, it'd be a disaster. Um, and, and sometimes, you know, people are just aren't asked to do the right things. And, I think there's a lot of a lot of things that we could point to, and, and sometimes it's it's you have to step back and give the people just a, a, a bit of grace uh, on, on yeah. the pitch. But as you said, um, if if there's not something done in January, it's very likely we stop marching on and start marching uh, on Saint Mary's, <laughs> uh, and that would but be pretty much
1: yeah. No, so I was just going to say it's not the want and desire that those those players. I'll keep repeating this um I've seen it you know, I okay, get a good judge of character and quite observant person uh with my job. you know it's not for sort the of want of trying. um it's just not working at the moment, and I hope that we turn that corner uh, as quickly uh as possible um yeah i mean that, that that that's all that I hope and keep those fingers crossed um I don't think shouting and complaining is is always the way. But I tell you what, it will definitely happen if there's no signings in, in January.
0: Yeah. Uh, and that's not what anybody wants to see, I don't think. So no. uh, lots of things that we can't control. We can only hope that they get better. Um, but, I mean, you said you hadn't, this hadn't cheered you up. I, I would say I'm, I'm feeling better now. And maybe it's just having the chance to talk to you and laugh a little bit, but both before and, and now. And um, I'm, I'm sorry. You've had, a, you've had a pretty garbage day, and I, I apologize to you.
1: <laughs> hey. It, it, it's, it's, it's no one's fault and, and you're right actually. I, I, have, I have really enjoyed it obviously talking about Saints we love talking about it because that's our team um, I wish I just had the answers that's the thing I just wish I had that that sort of uh, one thing that would just make everything click and I'd be like oh right those days that we had when um, I watched the goal uh, two days ago at Shane Long away at Liverpool and uh, they'd been rating the fans the away fans and uh, out of 10 what were the limbs like? You know, how crazy did we go? And they gave us 7.5, which I think is absolutely outrageous. Um, <laughs> you know, it should have been definitely higher. And, and those, those days that, that we very fondly remember as Saints fans. And I, I hope those days come back quickly. Um, so I suppose I'm comparing it for that. Those, those, you know, hedonistic days where we're like, wow, how far can this team go? And now we're thinking, how far have we plummeted? Um, and, and, and I don't think it's whose fault is it? I think we always look for a blame. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to focus on the fact that this, this, this has to get better rather than say who, who's to be blamed and, you know, who's to be blamed in this situation.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, the easy thing is to ask the question of, you know, wh- who do we point to, you know, who, who's the, yeah. who's going to take the brunt of this, but, uh, it's, it's much harder to, to kind of look and, um, go on a, a bit of a, a journey, I guess, and, and really, uh, hope that we can get out of it in some way and just look for that because that's it. it like you said, it, it is harder to do, to do that. And it's probably the right thing to do, but um, look, I don't want to keep you too long, man. Like the, you've been, you've been fantastic with your time, uh, given everything that has happened today from the sprinkler uh, to the 12 man team <laughs> sheet uh, to the, to the, to the parking fiasco. Um, yeah.
1: To so the uh, lifetime ban potentially happening and being a bit of a virgin. Yeah. it's been The, <laughs> <laughs> the, the comments that review, uh, <laughs> yeah it's it's been one of those days but it's it, it's always a pleasure i i just wish for the, the listeners right now you know i, uh, I appreciate you know anything to, to to do with southampton that we're all one big family and and i just hope that that we all get through this and um and we've got some happier days uh, on the way they have to be because if this is this is as low as it goes at the moment then um then hopefully it improves and then we're then we're happy fans again singing and st mary's is rocking and um uh, I don't get called a mug. I, I'd appreciate that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That, that would make everything much nicer. Right. Um, yeah, I, I, I will say I, I held back some comments for you earlier. Um, I, oh, I, I go was going to say, you know, finally they got the pretty one back, uh, some other things like that, um, uh, pretty <laughs> much, but I was just like, I don't know how that's going to be received by people. Like I, I just decided no. Um, but I figured I'd tell you here cause this is a safe space for me at least. Um, oh, no, it's a
1: safe space for, for me as well. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I appreciate that. Um, and i've been i've been uh, exfoliating i've been moisturizing and trying to do all i can <laughs> to improve the looks uh it's not not happening um it's not easy you know what i mean especially when a sprinkle has gone in your hair yeah. Uh, yeah and the bouffant's not looking as it should uh but no i appreciate that it's, it's funny I, I just sometimes wish i could retaliate in a fun playful way as well um, but uh but maybe maybe one day i'll be able to
0: yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So if you want to get in touch with you, they can do that. Uh, I think the easiest way is probably through your website at tomdeacon.co.uk, uh, where people can get in touch with you from social media from that, from there also get access to your live dates and things like that. You got some dates coming up in London and also in Manchester. Um, so, uh, I'm, I'm actually about to sign up for your mailing list right now, just in case you're ever over in this, uh, this part of the world. Again, I know you were up in Portland, uh, I think not too long ago, so hope you enjoyed the, the very similar London, England type weather uh, that Portland experiences. Um, Indeed. if you ever want to come down to a nice sunny place, uh, that's where I live. So, uh, I'd be more than happy to, to, to help you out in that if you get here. So, um, anyway, happy,
1: man. thank you so much for having me. And, uh, and listen, uh, fans. it's, uh, it's going to be all right.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hopefully we'll do this again.
1: A pleasure. I look forward to it, man.
0: And that does it for this episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us. I hope you've enjoyed it. Special thanks this week goes out to Tom Deacon. You can find him on Instagram at Tom Deacon Comedy. You can find him on Twitter at Tom H Deacon, and you can get everything about Tom well, not everything, but most things uh, at TomDeacon.co.uk. Uh, go there for show dates that are upcoming. Uh, you can go laugh um, with him, not at him. I think that's how it works. Anyway, it's always a pleasure to talk to Tom, uh, even when the team doesn't do well. So he will be back on the show at some point in the future. Uh, If you want to follow this show while you're on social media and doing all of that stuff, you can. We're at SFC D-E-L-L underscore I-V-E-R-Y on both Twitter and Instagram. We're also on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash SFC delivery. There are links to those social media websites uh, and uh, links to subscribe to the show on iTunes, Stitcher, Acast, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, or wherever you listen at southamptondelivery.com, which is the website for the show. So you can go there, you can sign up, you can follow, you can sign up for the newsletter that comes out on Fridays, um, or you can do none of it, um, which is what a lot of you do, which is fine too, because you listen, which is the most important thing. Doing the show would be nearly impossible without the partners of the show, so special thanks to the Southampton page, who you can follow on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook for all of your Southampton FC news and needs. Uh, And special thanks to Matt Bealing of the We Are Southampton page on Instagram uh, for doing the logo for the show. All music that you heard on this episode comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games and the end of show credits that you're listening to right now is Aim is True by Pottington Bear. As always, I'd just like to say thank you to all the listeners who are out there. I really do appreciate you taking the time out of your day uh, to join us here. Uh, If you'd like to support the show, you can do that by leaving a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It helps other people find out about the show. If you want to do a little bit more than that, you can sign up uh, to support the show at patreon.com forward slash SFC delivery. You get access to a private chat. You get priority for having your questions answered each and every week. Uh, And if you sign up at the $5 a month tier, uh, you get one extra podcast episode a month. Um, but anyway, just thanks for listening. I really do appreciate it. Share the show with some friends. We'll be back next week after Villa. Uh, cross your fingers uh, for three points there. Uh, anyway, thank you so much. We will talk to you soon. And uh, until next time, remember that together, we march on.